hope you got a notebook, uh, something that you can write on or perhaps um, so that you can stay sort of with what the Lord is giving me to say today. We're in, the, we're in this series, Help Me Holy Ghost, Help Me Holy Spirit, and today I want to talk to you about the governor. You can just write that on the top of your page, and it may not fit until the end, but just stick with me. Y'all okay with that? We want to talk about the governor. And in the, yes, I released Fusion. You guys can go to your classes, our middle school students and, and teachers. So the governor, but specifically, I want to talk to you uh, concerning the governor and the power of spirit-filled ambassadors. The power of spirit-filled ambassadors and how that works for us, right? And um, this is not working for me. So let me make sure it's on. I think it is. I'll turn it off and on again. All right. Did that do it? Oh, that's me? I got the power now. These guys, let me tell you something right now. These guys, these guys, these guys back here, it's like, it's like our kids, babe. It's like Josh used to do. He would have those new Nintendo games hidden under his bed that we never got to play with, right? So these guys have had this clicker back there the whole time we did this install, and they never let me play with it. I'm probably getting ready to demonstrate why they wouldn't let me play with it. But... <laughs> But uh, we have an amazing media team. Amazing media team. <laughs> okay. All right. So I want to talk to you about the power of spirit-filled ambassadors. I want to connect the Holy Spirit to your calling here on the planet. You are here for a reason. Say it. I am here for a reason. I'm not just here to just hang out. I had y'all didn't say it. I'm not just here to hang out. I'm here for a purpose. On purpose, with purpose, right? And that's why the Holy Spirit comes into your life to help you fulfill that purpose. So now let's talk about the beginning. God said in his mind, let us make man, right? Let us make man, but we're going to make him in our image and in our likeness. We're going to make him and her just like us. This goes for males and females. I'm not even going to bring up the scripture. You guys know that scripture already. So this is how God thinks. God rules from the heavens. He rules from the heavens. But in his mind, long story short, he wanted to rule from earth too. He wanted to rule through his sons. He wanted to create other beings like him. So when we read the scripture and it says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, he's saying, let's make man like us. Let's let him, and when it's man, it's mankind. It's not, just, it's not just the male man, it is the female man as well. So all of us are made in his image. It doesn't matter what is happening around you, what laws are being passed, what people are saying, how people treat women differently. In the beginning, in the beginning, there was no difference between male and female. They were both created and given power. If there's any cognitive dissonance there, just read your Bible and say yes to it. And don't listen to idiots. Okay, so now, 
He wants to rule not just heaven, but he wants to rule earth. But he doesn't want to live on earth. He wants to do it through his sons. He wants to do it through his children. It's very important that we understand God has an expansion idea and it's through children. Yours should be too. <laughs> right? Right? So he rules heaven and earth. He wanted to expand, so he created earth, a totally different territory from heaven. You still with me? Earth is a totally different territory. Why? Because kings can't rule in the same place. You have to have different territory, right? So now we're going through this in England right now. Will Charles finally be king? We don't know. But he can't be king until... The queen either dies, abdicates, or creates a new territory. This is evidence that God wants you to rule on earth and not just hang out. This is the original message. Thank you, Josh. I forgot. 28 years. Babe, we need to move or do something. Uh, <laughs> 28 years. You don't feel old until someone tells you. Okay, so now God in his mind now, he wants us to rule and we have to be like him. But the word that we have to remember is God said, let us make man, capital U-S, us, capital U-S, Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So the first thing he does after creating us, he fills us with his spirit. So now that we're filled with him, God can be in heaven and on earth at the same time. So I'll ask you the question I'm going to ask you at the end. What's the difference between you and God if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost? Is there a big difference? No, there isn't, except you're here and he's there. So now, watch this and understand that. He wanted more of himself and that's why he created you. Because he wanted, to he wanted to multiply himself, that's why you are here. And there's no amount of sin, no amount of trouble, no amount of mistakes, no amount of whatever can keep you from becoming God-like. Because you were created God-like. That's just the truth. Whether I like it, you like it, or anyone else is like, likes it, this is just the truth. You were created to rule. You were created to be like God. Y'all get my first point? Are you sure? Okay. Now here's the scripture. May you be blessed by God. Listen now. May you be blessed by God who what? He made the heavens and the earth. Read the next part. The heavens, the heaven of heavens is for God. But That's Psalm 115, 15. It's in Psalm 8. Jesus said it in Matthew 4. Jesus said it in Matthew 17. It's in Mark, it's in Mark 16. It's all over the Bible. The earth was created for you to be here. And like PJ said a couple weeks ago, it, where's God right now? He's in heaven. Where is Jesus right now? He's seated on the right side of God. Where's the, where's the Holy Spirit right now? The earth is on the Holy Spirit Where? Is it a ghost in your house moving the, the, moving the window shades? 
Is it Casper flying through your house? No. The Holy Spirit lives in your subconscious mind. He lives there and he teaches you. So now let's get to this counterfeit. Let's get to this counterfeit model. Y'all okay? Everybody reads the Bible and uses it except us. When the Romans read the Bible and understood what was really going on, they did a few things. They did a few things so that their kingdom could spread. So that their kingdom, they could expand their domain. The first thing they did is they made it easy to become a citizen. Everybody sees the movies, the gory movies about Romans fighting and killing people and everything. 90% of the countries that surrendered to them did it without war. Do you know why? Because surrender to the Romans had benefits. Surrendering to the Roman Empire had benefits. Uh, yes, I'm going somewhere. I'll keep going. It had benefits. What they would also do once they captured a territory, once they captured, we, we, um, how many of you have ever been to uh, uh, places in the Caribbean? Places in the Caribbean where you got off a, a, a cruise ship or you were traveling, you were exploring. How many of you have ever seen a governor's mansion in the Caribbean, whether it's the Bahamas or uh, 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 Jamaica? There is the governor's mansion. There is no White House, Blue House, Pink House, you know, Polka Dot House in these countries because the king wasn't there, so they sent a governor. This governor would come into a new territory and his or her job, his job was to turn the territory into the country. His job was to come into a territory and make sure everybody in that territory knew about the country they were from. Wow, I like this. I hope you do. His job as the governor was to make the new colony or territory look like the country where the king sat. Am I making sense? So Rome also would disciple the culture. Let me, let me just say it like this. When the governor would come to the Bahamas, Dr. Monroe would tell this story. When the governor came to the Bahamas, the governor would do a few things. Number one, he would change what they eat. He would change their music. He would build a library. He would change the political system. He would change the, the, the banking system, the currency. All of that would be changed. Most of all, everything. So when, when we started going to the Bahamas for conferences, we got a chance to go into the courtroom. And in the courtroom, y'all don't, don't be offended. I ain't trying to offend nobody. But if you're offended, grow up. So, so, so we got a chance to visit the chamber. And all these black men are sitting in there with white wigs on. I was amazed. I said, now, do they know these are wigs? I mean, is this a thing? No, they would say, the governor said, when you have any law business, you wear these wigs. In your schools, you sing this music. God bless our queen. Uh, please bless our queen. Born to rule over us. Y'all don't even know. You, I mean, in the Bahamas, 100 degrees, 
85% humidity. They're walking in three-piece tweed suits with a tie-on. Why? Because that's what they're wearing in London. We're going to drive on the left side of the road. Why? That's what they do in the home country. We're going to drink tea twice a day. We don't care if it's hot. You're going to drink tea twice a day. Why? Because we have tea time and the queen is having tea. You're going to have tea too. You do not, you no longer have your currency. You're going to use the currency with the queen's face on it. That's why Jesus asked the question. He asked the question, uh, pull out some money. He said, now, whose, money, whose face is on this money? They said, Caesar's. Jesus said, I don't have a problem with Caesar. Give him what's his. Then he asked the question, whose image is on you? They said, your image is on us. Then he said, give me what's mine. Give him what's yours, what's his. But give me what's mine. If I'm your king, if I'm your Lord and I'm your savior, my kingdom is above Caesar's. You don't need to care about this American dollar. Recession, ain't no recession in your country. This is the problem when you start identifying yourself as only American. The only flag you got up is American. I served in the military so I can say this. I love the American flag, but it will never be over the kingdom flag in my life. Never, ever, ever. Because when this country falls apart, the country of the kingdom of heaven is going to still be there. Look at your neighbor and say, my country's rich. I don't know about yours. We got a health care program in our, in our country. God says be healed. Go to the elders. Let them lay hands on you. If, if, if in my country, if I'm psychotic, I, yes, I can take the pills. I can take them here. But in my country, people can lay hands on me, and I can be delivered from every demon. I can be delivered from everything in my life. I know this doesn't excite everybody, but I get excited about it, that I don't have to live under the control of any other system. Tell somebody, I don't need another government. I don't need another government. Mm-mm. You know what else Rome would do? <laughs> what else Rome would do? Rome would build roads. If your territory came under Roman rule, they would build a road to your city. Maybe you don't understand what that means. What they were trying to say is, we're shortening the distance between the kingdom and the king, wherever you are, we want it to be quicker for you to identify with the kingdom. We want it to be quicker that we can get our armies to you to defend you. If you came under, if you came under Roman rule, you didn't have to have an army anymore. They would protect you. You didn't have to have a hospital anymore. Rome would heal you. They had supply lines for everything you would need. If your village was hungry, and you know the most important thing they did, and people don't tell you this, but the Romans, if you had a king in your country, when the Romans took over, 
The Romans would just let him stay king. They wouldn't kill him. They would just make him, they would just make him like, uh, like, in, like in Israel, they would just make him an under-governor there. They would just say, you still can lead your people, you can still do it. So now, all these benefits, they didn't take everything by war. They took it by benefits. I need to get off this. Let me move around. But you just have to understand that the Romans used what we should be using. It is the original idea of God. Here are the statements. You ever, you ever, seen, you ever seen these statements? Finish, with, finish this. When in Rome, have you ever heard that statement? What does that mean? Let me tell you what it really means. That statement really means you don't have to be in Rome to be in Rome. That's, did that make sense? Did it for real, though. Wherever a colony is, you're in Rome. You're not following me. Okay. Okay, American Revolution, is that closer to your history? I'm trying to figure out how to get this across to you. So our great country started when a few people came from Europe. They were a colony here. The currency was of Britain. Everything was of Britain. And then there was a war, a fight, to become independent. Before independence, this was a territory with a governor. It was an extension of the queen. The king gave them permission to come to a new land. And when they got here, it became the land of Great Britain. I'm going to take my time because if, if you don't understand that you are a walking country, if, if you don't understand you, you sitting in that chair, you are a walking country. An ambassador represents the country here she is sent from. If you don't understand that you are an ambassador, you will walk through your earthly life begging. Underneath your privilege. Let me tell you why you're depressed. You're depressed because you don't know who you are. Once you know who you are, you won't be walking around asking for anything. You'll demand it from your king because you represent him. Do you know when people look at you and you call yourself Christian? I'm a Christian. And I got one rock in my mouth. I'm walking everywhere I go. And I'm living under a bridge. Sorry, I don't mean to upset you, but if it fits. When you say that to them, you are representing your country. They may never go to heaven. You're going to be as close to heaven that they get. I love my wife. I love my children. But the real reason I've never abused any of them 
is because I don't want anybody to look at me and say, oh, he's representing heaven. That must be what heaven's like. Here's God's concept. Roman copied. In God's, con- in God's concept, guess what? You get benefits <laughs> through relationship. If you're broken, if you're lost, if you're depressed, if you're sick, if you're whatever, you come to Jesus. He saves. He delivers. He makes you a citizen in his kingdom. He is now responsible for you. I'm getting there. He's now responsible for you and your life. He covers you. He blesses you. He protects you. All those things that are in the earthly kingdoms, God created first in his heavenly kingdom. I think I'm making sense now, right? I see your heads nodding. So we're together. So now we surrender to him. We surrender to him for for those benefits. And then God fills us with the Holy Spirit, the governor. So God fills us with a type of the governor once we ask for the Holy Spirit. He fills us. He baptizes us in that. And all of a sudden, we are totally different. Right? Now, the road has been built. So now that I'm spirit-filled, there is no difference or distance between me and heaven. Y'all, please, please, say it. Wherever I'm at, heaven is at. If I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost, if I am filled with the Spirit, wherever I go, the Spirit is there. And if the Spirit is there, heaven is there. So my question to myself is, if I understand that everywhere I go, heaven is there to do amazing things, what am I doing? Am I aware? Or am I just walking through life like a person that has not been empowered. So now there's no difference now between where God is and where we are. Now let's talk about the governor's mansion. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go now. Uh-huh. Y'all, re- y'all ready for this? The governor's mansion. I just want to slap you with this right now. This building you sitting in, Holy Ghost don't live in this building. He don't care nothing about this building. This building was a Walmart. Now it's a church. When we sell it for 50 million, it become whatever they buy and do with it. Doesn't matter to us. We can't leave that building. God is there. God ain't in this building. He is not in this building unless you brought him. God, God is in that, God is in that building. I have people come to this building and they say, they walk around with me. You know, pastors, and I'm showing them the building. They say, God is here. I say, yeah, we just brought him in, but he, he wasn't in here until we came in here. <laughs> he, wasn't in, he wasn't in here. <laughs> no, God is in you. This building has been sanctified for this use. But God doesn't live here. He lives in you. 
You are the mansion. You are where he lives. Am I making sense at all? So now, if, if, if God doesn't live here and your body now is the mansion, it's very important that you understand this. What you do with the mansion, where you take the mansion, what you put on this mansion, what you put in this mansion, matters. You taking care of your body is your only permission to have power on earth. Once you don't have a body, you got to go. We're not wanting you hanging around if you don't have a body to operate from. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Your body is the temple. So how do I look being an ambassador and I'm killing my body with food? I'm killing my body with cigarettes, I'm killing my body with alcohol, I'm killing, I'm killing my body, but I will only have power here as long as I'm in a body. If you don't have a body, you're illegal here. <laughs> Lady came to our church one time and the curtains were moving in her house, doors were opening and that kind of thing. And she asked, do you believe in this? And I said, yeah, sure, it happens, it, it happens. She says, well, we just got used to it. And I said, why would you get used to that? Who can get used to that? Who can, I mean, who can get used to that? Who can get, who can get used to that? You wake up in the middle of the night and the curtains are opening. And it's like, who gets you? She said, what do you I said, girl, you need to go home. You need to go home and tell whatever that is. You, you can't come up in my house. You got to go to somebody else's house who doesn't know who they are. We're not doing this. You're not scared of my babies no more. Get out, right? Get out of my house. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. She said, I can, she said, why don't you come? Say, I ain't coming. I'm not coming to your house. I got my own house. I'm not a Catholic exorcist. I don't believe in the smoke and the miter and all that stuff. Like we got to go to him and kiss his ring. You don't have to kiss anybody's ring. It's your house. It's your life. And if you're spirit-filled, you don't need me. You don't need anybody. You walk in your own house. Pull yourself together and say, this is not happening to my children. Well, did your pastor teach you this? I taught myself. I can read for myself, and the Bible says right here, I will give you keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind shall be bound, and whatever you lose shall be loose. It didn't say go talk to Pastor Martin, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, or anybody. If it's happening in your life, you can stand on the bow of your own boat, and you can talk to your life. Whatever you say is legal in your life will stay there. Whatever you say is illegal, it'll leave. Take two seconds right now and think of something that's in your life that should not be there and tell it, you're, you're illegal. I bind you. I lock you up. 
You can't have, this cannot be happening in my life. I'm not doing this. And now that thought in your head comes and you say, how am I going to make this happen? You don't. That's the king's job. All you have to do is use your words. All you have to do is use your faith. Once you say something and release your faith, the king makes it happen. Shout it with me. So let it be written. So let it be done. But before it's written, you got to say it with your mouth. There might be 15 of you in here that right now you're quaking in your boots and your toes are tingling right now. And you're thinking to yourself, why have I just been sitting around here just letting life happen to me? Just rolling with the punches. Just letting things go by me. Opportunities I'm too afraid to take. Opportunities that are in front of me and I don't think I'm ready. The words of other people. Everybody got something to say about you. It ain't none of their business. God grant me serenity. Help me change the things I can change. And the other stuff I can't change let me leave it the heck alone. And Father, I release people who've spoken against me, who don't think I could ever be anything, who, can, who, I, who, who believe I could never go anywhere, couldn't have anything, couldn't accomplish anything. I ain't even mad at them. I release them right now in the name of Jesus. I send love from where I am to the entire world. Shout, nobody's words count but mine. Shoot, listening to the wrong people. All them DMs you've been listening to and reading, all those comments on your post, and now you get all upset because some troll in New England is mad at you. You don't even know them. They don't even know you. I want to know, ask your neighbor, what you saying then? Are you saying something? Are there any words out of coming out of your mouth? A man spoke over me, spoke a lot of stuff about me dying and a bunch of other stuff. He was talking to me, and I, I just started laughing. I said, that's fascinating. I said, that's really interesting. He said, and it will be done in the name of Jesus. I said, you shouldn't have brought him up. No, you, ju you just should have kept talking stupid. You done brought up Jesus. I said, let me tell you about Jesus. When I was nine, Jesus visited me in my bedroom in a little bitty shack in Mississippi. I've seen him face to face. At 13, he sent his angel to talk to me. And the one thing I know about Jesus, he can't lie. He can't lie, which means you must be a lie. So I'm going to call you what you are. You are a lie. And he was a pastor in front of a church. He shouldn't have messed with me talking about prophesying. No, I ain't going to take what you got to say about me. Sitting around here depressed because somebody else said something. Sitting around here depressed because you couldn't pass a test they put in front of you to make sure you failed. Tell your neighbor, get your rump-a-doodle up. Just get up. Get your butt up. Get up. You want to go to med school, go to med school. You want to go to law school, go to law school. You want to start a business, start a business. You want to have a baby, just have one. Don't ask nobody for permission to do something God told you you could do. 
In the name of Jesus, be free. Be free in God. Be free in the Holy Ghost. Be free in your anointing. Be free in your calling. I got all this stuff going on, no, Pastor. I, I'm going through a lot of stuff now, Pastor. A lot of stuff, and I'm not even sure I qualify. You were dirty when he found you. You're going to be dirty when you go to heaven. He ain't scared of dirt. That's why he uses, white, uses red blood to wash your sins away and make you white. He ain't scared of what you're going through. Shoot, y'all should put that clock up back there, though, because I'm getting lost. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. There are some things I love. I love steak. Well, prime rib. I love ice cream. And I want to eat it right before I go to bed. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. A Snickers bar is worth more to me. But I see my doctor twice a year. He's a spirit-filled man. He's pastor. He does my blood work. He says, Martin, you're fine, but you got to watch that cholesterol. You, you got to watch it, Martin. You, you got to pay attention to this. He said, now, Martin, I remind you, you're one child out of 14 that is not sugar diabetic. All your siblings are sugar diabetic, Martin. All your, all your siblings, Martin. All your siblings, Martin, have high blood pressure. All of them, Martin. And my, my doctor holds my hand and he tells me, Martin, we need you here a while longer. Okay, y'all don't, don't understand what I'm saying. We need you to stay. Look at your neighbor and say, I really need you to stay. I need you to be here. I don't need you to leave. I don't want you to leave early. Now, there's a sister back there telling her sister, yeah, you can go ahead and go on. You know, you and me. We don't get along. I read your lips. <laughs> but the reason, the reason I get my family permission to help me deal with last night, they're like, Dad, you're going to eat some ice cream before you go to bed? I said, shoot, Josh, get out of my world. My ice cream. Dad, we need you around. Listen to me, there are people going through something and you hate them now. But what if God could fix them? What if God could do something in that life of that person that you hate? What if he could fix them? Would you like to be around them then? So pray for them. Instead of praying they die. <laughs> God, bless, bless my husband. Don't kill him. <laughs> Don't kill her, Lord. Don't kill my wife. I mean, you can make her sick for a few months, but no, don't, don't, <laughs> I'm just. But your body is the temple, wherever that body, so watch this now, so watch this now, let me just do this, let me just do this. So, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside his body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. This is not about the stuff they're talking about. This is about your body because the temple, your body is the temple. Or do you not know that your body is the governor's mansion of the Holy Spirit? 
Your body is the governor's mansion of the Holy Spirit who is in you. It's in you, but it's from, it's in you, but it's from the headquarters. It's from heaven. The governor never comes from the territory that's been conquered. The governor always comes from the kingdom. So that when he shows up in your life, he fills you with the Holy Ghost. And then he says, we can't eat that anymore. There are places we're not going to go anymore. There are some people we're just not going to hang out with anymore. We can't afford it. We can't afford to hang, we can't afford to hang out with them. We can't afford to spend our money this way. We can't afford to eat this way. We can't afford to just throw our money. We have to now save and invest because heaven invests. I can't just be, I can't just accept this job changing tires in this company. Because the heaven is always expanding. I love changing tires. But the next job for me is becoming the procurement of tires. I'm the manager of all the tire changers. And now that I'm the manager of all the tire changers, I have to take care of all the orders, all the tires. Now that I'm doing that, there are three other shops in this town that's like this. I'm going to buy the tires for all of them. I am always expanding. Pastor Martin, you need to sit down and just be pastor of AWC. How am I going to do that? I'm always expanding. And I got leaders around here who can do a better job than me. I'm always expanding. You ain't a kingdom citizen if you're not living under the pressure to expand. Now, I can say this. Others can't. If you are a real kingdom citizen with the Holy Ghost, at least once a day you get these questions. What if I, uh, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I, you meet a new person and they like you. You say, I wonder what he or she does. Could they be an open door for me? Is there, is there an opportunity here? Hmm. Thoughts come to your head. Maybe I should just go get that certificate in that particular thing so that I can make some money. Oh, maybe I should call him. Maybe he's ready to buy now. Hmm. Always, if you're thinking like this, you're not a kingdom citizen. Lord Jesus, I can't wait to go to heaven. I'm ready to get up out of here. Come soon, Lord Jesus. You're not a kingdom citizen if you're talking this trash. Take this whole world. Just give me Jesus. Jesus came into your life to give you the world. And now you want to leave it. And go where? To heaven. You ain't going to change no furniture up there. That's God's house. If you want power and dominion, tell somebody, you got to do that. I don't believe this. Read your, the heavens and the high heavens belong to God, but he's given earth to you. Anything that's going on down here that's not right, we did. Anything we see that we're fussing about and we're blaming other people, we did it as a collective. God ain't ever been down here. Okay, God, you cannot prove anywhere in the Bible that God came to earth. Except in 
Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. When you read it, it says God sent his son. I'm not going over there. Because if Jesus and God shows up in the same place, Jesus can't be king. Sister, that's why your daughter wants her own house. She wants to be queen. And when she queen, <laughs> what you laughing at, Leon? And when she queen, brother, I'm telling you, if you marry a queen now, she's going to want her own house. Don't blame her. She wants her own house. She wants to be queen because she is a queen. That's expansion of territory. And the worst place to put your wife is in the house with your mama. She ain't going to live with your mama. But girls, also, don't put your husband in the house with your daddy either. Can't have two kings in the house. And if your daddy don't even live with you, girl, don't bring your daddy in the room by talking about him in front of your husband. Leave your daddy over there. You're in the house with your husband now. I don't know how I got stuck here. But you, <laughs> y'all don't be mad. Don't be mad at me. Well, you know, I really don't care. I'm, I'm going home. But I, I want you, I, no, I just want you to learn from this. No, no, stop. <laughs> okay. So, so watch this now. You should say this statement. When in heaven, finish it. You got it? Say it. When in heaven, finish it. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. When in heaven, do as heaven does. So the truth of the matter is, you don't have to be in heaven. You don't have to be in a rush to go to heaven. You are heaven. Wherever you go, there's heaven there. And if anything comes out of my mouth, out of my heart, out of my flesh that's not like heaven, I got a right to say, Martin, go back to heaven now. Go, go back to heaven now. We don't talk like that in heaven. That's not our behavior in heaven. That's not how we think in heaven. Don't get involved in that, Martin. That's not heavenly. Martin, you ought to protect yourself. No, I got an army. <laughs> I got an army. I got an army and a pew pew, that ain't gonna work all the time. Some of the weapons against you is not guns. Sometimes it's attitudes. Am I all right? Sometimes it's attitudes. Sometimes it's laws. Sometimes it's a thinking in someone else's head. You're gonna need more than a gun. Okay, Nancy, I'm gonna move you to the back. Nancy be gassing you up. So here we go. I mean, Nancy don't be playing. <laughs> Let's finish this up. I love you, Nancy. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are an ambassador 
filled with the spirit of your king. Wherever you are, heaven is. Literally. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're doing surgery in the operating theater and something happens with that patient that you didn't study and nobody has studied it in the room. There's been no practice for it. But now in just a couple of minutes, if you don't do something, this patient's going to die. Ha! <sighs> The Holy Spirit knows that body, how it works. There's an exam you cannot pass. The Holy Spirit knows the information on that test before you show up. If you're in the C-suite of a corporation... And that corporation is getting ready to go in receivership. Bankruptcy is looming. And nobody knows what to do. Go to your closet in that C-suite. Take your tie off, girl. Loosen up the top of that blouse. Get on your knees in that closet and say, Holy Ghost, I need you to help me on this one. Because you did not give me this company for it to go bankrupt. And the Holy Spirit will get, okay, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. You don't believe me. The Holy Spirit can cause a guy like Philip to run and catch up with a chariot. A chariot that's going fast. The Holy Spirit said, catch up with the chariot because he's reading about me. Philip ran and caught the chariot. He's running with the chariot. He says, do you know what you're reading? Do you know what you're reading? He says, no, nah, I don't know what I'm reading. He says, how are you keeping up with me? He said, you want me to show you what you're reading? He said, yeah, get in the chariot. He got in the chariot and he said, what you're reading about is Jesus. Jesus the Christ who came to save everybody. He said, for real. He went home and told Queen Candace. And that's why that nation is still Christian. It don't matter what you're going through or what's happening to you. Just don't forget your credentials. Y'all know ambassadors get away with trash. Ambassadors get away with stuff because they were not elected. And they don't fund themselves. You got a business and now you're begging for everybody to get some money. Get on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, I need some money to do this thing. You can figure this out. Wherever you are, heaven's there. So the question is, where are you going? Wherever, you, whatever you, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, heaven is doing the same thing. If you're robbing a bank, you got heaven there robbing a bank. I'm sorry. But if, but, 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 but if, you're, if, <laughs> if you're abusing your family, you got heaven abusing your family. See, all this stuff about sin and going to hell, forget hell. Just be done with it. 
Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I know people, people say, well, you, hell is real. I'm not saying it's not. I said forget it. Because worse than going to hell is living on the earth in hell. Don't do that. Be an ambassador here. Wherever you're working, heaven's working. So what are you working on? This is not a religious thing. It's a government thing. It's a heaven thing. It's not even a church thing. I love it when you come to church. I wish everybody would come to church. But at the end of the day, you are the church wherever you are. What are you doing when you get to those spaces? Last scriptures. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him no longer in the flesh. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't see you as the flesh anymore. <clears throat> I see you as a spirit. Big time. Big time. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things, talk to yourself and say, I'm new. When the Holy Spirit came into my life, I became new. I am brand new. I am not dirty Sally no more. <laughs> I'm not loose lingers, loose fingers Louie no more. That is not who I am. I am a new creature. Y'all want to know my other words from Mississippi? No, I'll stop. I'll stop. So, I'm not that all things are new. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. He, we implore you in Christ, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's what this is about. Now, if I'm an ambassador of Christ, though God were pleading through us, implore you, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Huh. Last scripture, read it with me. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may, what, what, what should we have? We should have boldness when in the day of judgment, because as he is, uh-uh, no, he did not. No, he did. Pastor Martin did not talk about heresy. You're a heretic. I am not a heretic. You are ignorant. The scripture says, Whoever he is in his world, I am that in my world. You're awful proud of yourself. No. I just know who I am. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be hating. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't be confused by this. Don't think that this is, this is something that's not truth. If he is up there and there is no sickness, 
Why am I tolerating sickness here? If he is up there and there is no debt, why is me in debt? If he up there is rich in glory and sitting on the throne, why am I living the way I'm living? Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? I'm doing that because I don't know who I am. I wish you would like you were saluting the flag. If you would just get some pride in yourself right now and say whoever he is, I am. Whatever he doing, that's what I'm doing. He can do it up there. I can do it over here. I don't have to apologize. I don't have to explain. I don't have to make sure you understand. But whatever he is, I am. If he can buy without money, I can buy without money. If when the devil sees Jesus, he flees. Why do I have to cast out demons? You don't even understand what I'm saying. Y'all come here. One of y'all stand right there. One of y'all stand over here. Y'all look wonderful today. Way over there. I see which one. Which one I'm gonna make God here? I'll just pick one. You're gonna be God in heaven. You're gonna be. You're gonna be God on earth. You thought I was gonna make you the devil? I mean, what if I made you the devil? You're gonna sit down. Okay, stand up there, God. God is ruling in heaven. There's no depression there. There's no sickness there. All there is is worship, joy, and peace. And he put you here to be the same. There needs to be a decision in your mind that I'm going to be just like him. Whatever serenity he has, I have. He can't worry, so why do I? He has everything he needs. And don't flip over me using a woman as God. Just stop. We know he's a he, we know he's a father. These are just examples. Whatever he is there, you have to make the the decision that you can live like that. God is walking on the water afar off. Peter sees God walking on the water. And Peter asks God, can I do that too? Jesus says, come on. So Peter walks on the water to Jesus. 
doing fine. Then somebody in the family got sick. Then the business started to fail. That was a class you couldn't get through. Somebody important in your life left you. Somebody let you down. And instead of looking at Jesus, he looked at the waves. Let me tell you something. I had to learn that lots of people would leave my life. People I loved. I had to learn that people would misunderstand me and eventually talk about me. I had to learn that. I had to learn that I would give my life to some people that would not come to my aid when I needed them. I had to learn. Took me a long time, but I learned. But once I learned that, I started coming into my real purpose. I started grabbing stuff God wanted me to have. I started saying, that's mine. I don't know how to get a university, but you know how. I don't know how to get a bank, but you know how. I don't know how to get a school, but you know how. I don't know how to do this, but you know how. It finally freed me so that I could become who I am. And today I declare, if you'll stand on your feet and decide whatever God is doing, I'm doing. I'm not going to ask how. I'm not going to ask when. But I'm just going to say to God, take me deeper than my faith could ever wander. Put me in a place in my business, God. I know I'm out there on the water. I don't know how to make this happen. But I just want to walk with you. You can walk to the altar now if you want. God, just take me to a place where I may not even know how I'm going to make this happen. I don't even know who's going to help me. Maybe nobody's going to help me. But take me. Take me deeper.